Welcome back to I'm Open. Well, friends, you said you wanted March Madness, and you really got it. <laughs> Maybe not the way you expected. We're going to be discussing the only people who are still getting paid during this quarantine and a very, very exciting, groundbreaking announcement from I'm Open. I'm Open family! You didn't think they were going to be able to hold us down like that, did you? Now, we are back. Episode 51, a little different circumstance. We're all in a little bit of a different situation now than we were last time we were together on episode 50. Now, you know, as we all know, this is a sports podcast for people who think they don't have anything that they like about sports, think that they're not interested in sports. We help them connect to sports, find things about sports that they, they maybe didn't know that might be interesting to them or funny or exciting to them. And if you already think you know so much about sports that you couldn't possibly learn anything else, especially not from me, then that's totally cool. But you might think of some new perspectives. You might have some new conversation starters with your other sports fan friends or other friends outside of sports. You might think of some things in some new ways that you haven't. And that's something we strive to do every episode here is present stories in a way and present angles in a way that no other show does, no other program does. And obviously, it's a little hard here when you're talking about sports stories when Right now, let's just put it out there just so we're all on the same page and being honest here and transparent. There's no sports going on right now. Now, I did hear uh, maybe a rumor that there was some bowling going on. I think there might be some small golf tournaments that are going on, uh, maybe without civilians or without fans there. But no big-time sports. We don't really have anything on TV. We're in the middle of the NBA season, which is now postponed. We were about to have March Madness, which is now suspended and canceled. So everything is very much up in the air at the moment. And it seems like every day, every hour, we're learning something new, having new updates, having new news. I guess that's why it's called news on, on this whole situation around us. And it started off like, Oh, maybe they're going to have to have games without fans and guys were going back and forth. And, you know, LeBron was a big look. And I'm sure LeBron's not the only person who said this. Um, he just happens to be LeBron. Everybody's listening to what he says. Everybody wants to know what he says. But, you know, they, they started having games without fans in Europe with the Italian League, I think was the first one. And it started spreading throughout Europe to the Champions League. And LeBron said he wasn't really interested in playing games without fans. It didn't sound like very much fun, which, hey, I agree with him. Totally makes sense. Then eventually NBA started talking about maybe they would have games without fans. Maybe March Madness would happen without fans is what they were talking about. And then suddenly it escalated to the point where they had to cancel all these events. Um, I'm not going to fight. Look, don't, don't expect a, a negative, uh, response there for me. You guys know I'm a big sports fan. I, this was definitely, I'm sad the NBA is not going on right now. This was 190% the correct move. I'm really glad they moved swiftly on this one. Um, and honestly, maybe it was too late because now we're already seeing several teams impacted. We have several guys on the Lakers. Now we're not sure exactly who those guys might be, but LeBron is on the Lakers. They all share a locker room. We now have several guys on the Lakers, several Utah Jazz players who we know of, a Detroit Piston, and several players on the Brooklyn Nets 
including Kevin Durant, all of whom have confirmed cases of coronavirus. So, yeah, I mean, my sad NBA is not on TV right now. My sad March Madness isn't on TV, especially in this time where I'm chilling at home. Of course, but this is just such a crazy risk with having all these guys out and and sharing the same space, having all these fans there. This is a no-brainer. They totally had to do this. And when you look at it, they, they, they probably moved a little bit later than they should have. Because now we're seeing... Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, two members of the Utah Jazz, who probably happen to be their two best players anyway, so it's interesting that the two highest profile guys are the two guys that, as of now, are confirmed cases having coronavirus. So, these guys were the first ones that we really found out about in the NBA, and there was a super dramatic moment, basically, where um, the game was about to start, and... But this was between Utah and Oklahoma City. The game was literally about to start. And then some team like doctors ran out onto the court and basically said, no, don't play the game, don't play the game. Rudy Gobert just tested positive for coronavirus. So all the guys were warming up, practicing, all wearing their sweatsuits and stuff, and the fans were in their seats. And then immediately they just had to cancel the game. That evening, the players and teams and and staff, officials, were actually all quarantined inside the arena that evening. And not allowed to leave until they were all, I think they were all tested before they left. And so then people started getting mad, especially at Rudy Gobert, because there had been a press conference the week before. He, as a joke about it, was like rubbing his hands on everybody's phones who was interviewing him and different phones and different mics, basically like, I'm going to spread my germs anywhere, blah, 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 as a joke, uh, as a sort of troll. And a lot of people are definitely coming out, ripping Rudy Gobert, talking about what an asshole he is, how dare you take this lightly, all these things. Um, and I can see why they would be frustrated. Obviously, Rudy Gobert did not know he had coronavirus. He's obviously not going out like, haha, I'm going to infect you. That's not the type of person he is. All of his teammates love him. Everybody who's been around him loves him. So he doesn't definitely doesn't seem like that type of a malicious guy who would think that would be a prank. And yeah, it was stupid. It was stupid. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to defend him and say it wasn't stupid to rub all the different microphones and rub people's phones, um, cell phones that they're going to then put up next to their face and, and not really take it seriously that like you could be spreading germs. And it turned out that he later had coronavirus, but, and then people were like, what an asshole. How could you do that? There's not, he probably did not have coronavirus when he did that at that moment. Because then you're freaking out, oh my god, did he just, you know, suddenly contaminate 20 other people to, to, to the virus? But I'm sure in that moment he was doing that, he had not yet been exposed to the virus. He was probably exposed at some point along the way, honestly, by one of the other teams who they played. They had played the Brooklyn Nets. They had played the Detroit Pistons. So maybe maybe Rudy Gobert wasn't the one just because we tested him first and we found out first that he was the one that had coronavirus. That doesn't mean that Rudy Gobert is the one that gave coronavirus to everybody else. It could have been any of these guys. And obviously, we're all scared for all these guys. And we're every, I'm sure everybody's scared to figure out who are the Lakers that have coronavirus. Uh, worried about LeBron, the biggest name player in the NBA. Obviously, one of the biggest, most recognizable athletes in the whole world. We've already seen Kevin Durant, who hasn't been able to play this season, but is without a doubt one of the best basketball players in the world and one of the best athletes in the world. He has been a confirmed case. So this is hitting everybody, and I mean, Idris Elba, Tom Hanks, 
We're seeing big-time personalities inside the sports world, outside the sports world being affected. To the Rudy Gobert piece, yes, it was really stupid. I'm not going to defend him and say it wasn't stupid. I guess the, the only defense is I think I probably said things a week or two ago about this COVID pandemic situation that if I saw myself say them now and if somebody was filming me, I might have looked stupid or I might tell myself to shut the fuck up or what the heck are you talking about or or you're so ignorant because we've been learning things so quickly over this past week. I mean, I definitely didn't take it as seriously as I do now a week a week ago or, or even three, four days ago. And I feel like each day more and more, we're starting to realize the real implications of this. Um, and I mean, we, we know it's a big deal already. We know it's a big deal. But I think as the numbers start to come out, as more stories start to come out, it just sets in more and more and more. And I think, you know, Rudy, it, you know, at, at the beginning, it seemed like, wow, everybody's talking about this. Is this a big deal? Or is this becoming overblown? Is this just a news cycle? And it's clearly not a news cycle. It clearly wasn't overblown. And I think a lot of us might have made comments a week or two ago that now looking back, we regret not taking it seriously enough then. So let that be a lesson to us now to let's take it extra serious now. If we regret maybe that a week or two ago that we weren't um, thoughtful enough about it or did weren't uh, aware enough about it, then let's not two weeks from now look back again and say, well, well, two weeks ago, which would be currently, presently now. I didn't do enough. I wasn't prepared enough. I wasn't cautious enough. Um, I think that's that's a good lesson we can learn from that. It's a definitely a lesson I want to learn from that, where two weeks ago I feel like I didn't totally realize how serious it was, which a lot of us didn't. And now as I'm learning more about it, um, I realize I wasn't very well informed and I didn't wasn't really maybe taking the right precautions I should have been a couple weeks ago. So now... Let's be extra cautious so in a couple of weeks we can look back and say that we did all we could to be safe and to keep our family safe. If we do the right thing, if we all social distance, I hope you guys are practicing social distancing. Don't leave the house. I don't need to tell you this. I'm not a doctor. You can listen to that a hundred million other places. But please, if you need one more person to tell you, do not hang out with people. Do not leave the house. Let's all hunker down and make this happen. Because we will reap the benefits. We will reap our own benefits uh, of, of our behavior. Okay? You can't trick this one. Even if you... You can't trick it. Okay? You can't trick this one. Just because you don't post a photo of yourself hanging out with your friends on Instagram and you still hang out with them, that still counts. You can't cheat the system on this one because it's science. So please, everybody, let's just, let's just fucking do it for a couple weeks. Let's social distance. Let's try to flatten this curve. And we see... In China, uh, Jeremy Lin, my guy, you remember him from Lin Sanity with the New York Knicks. He also ended up playing for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets, um, among other NBA teams. He is now a star in China playing for the Beijing Ducks. He just posted on his social media. He's headed back over there. They're getting ready to start the season back up again in the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association. Lance Stevenson, the legend, he is also headed back out there as well to get back up and running for for the Chinese basketball season. So we're starting to see um, several American guys like Jeremy, like Lance, who are heading back out to China to pick the season back up. And that was obviously the epicenter of where this all started. 
ground zero. So that has to give us some hope that, okay, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a way out of this. For the sports fans out there who are wondering if the NBA will ever exist again or football will ever be able to happen again, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. But, you know, in a way, we got to follow the lead of some of these other countries ahead of us who have already started dealing with this issue. Let's curb this where before it gets any bigger, and then we can get back to, you know, where we're seeing like this. The Chinese Basketball Association is now getting ready to, to get games back going again. So there is hope, there is a possibility, and there's a reason to be optimistic, but it's not like just sit and cross your fingers. Well, you can sit and stay home and don't go anywhere and cross your fingers. But my point is, it's not just about necessarily wishing and hoping. There's a big part of this that we can all, as a community, as a country, as a just as a global community, all be a part of contributing to this um, by not contaminating each other. I know we love to socialize. I love to hang out with you guys. I'm open family. I'm sure you guys sometimes like to hang out, you know, with each other without me, which is fine as well. I mean, would I like to at least? you know, know about it or maybe have just the option. Anyway, it's not a big deal. But my point is, let's just not socialize here as much as we can for a couple of weeks. We're all going to be thanking ourselves and we can get back to, you know, a little bit of normalcy maybe sooner than we thought. But it's under our control. It's under our responsibility to really handle this and handle handle ourselves in a way that's going to that we're going to be thanking ourselves in weeks and months to come about the way that we handled the situation. So let's, um, let's set up our future selves right now by doing the right thing, everybody. You're listening to I'm Open. Don't forget to give us a rating, write us a review, and tell a friend to listen to the show. like everything has been shut down which it has and especially in the sports world but the one thing that's still been going on and there's been a lot of news there's been a lot of updates breaking news even has been in NFL free agency now for our I'm open family members who don't really know what free agency is haven't followed it before free agency is the period it's like when you're unemployed but People are fighting to employ you. Wouldn't that be nice? So, for the most part, that's what you hope, right? There's some NFL players, there's some basketball players, baseball players every year who are free agents, who are unemployed, as it were, and don't have people banging down their door, don't have people calling them, don't have people calling their agent and asking if they're available. But the idea would be that if you're a good player... Teams are going to be vying for your services. Teams are going to be ringing your agent's phone off the hook, trying to get you to come and visit them, trying to get you and come and join their team, figure out contract details. So in this time period, all the players in the NFL, all the football players who are free agents are basically trying to figure out, would they like to go back to their old team they're on last year? Would they like to go to a new team? Which teams are interested in having them on their team? Which team is their best option? Sometimes you have one team that might be willing to pay you more money, but another team where you have a lot of buddies on the team that you might really want to play with. You might have a situation where one team 
is offering you a chance to be a star or at least a starter on the team, get a lot of playing time, whereas another team that might have actually a better chance of winning games might want you to just be on the bench, just might want you to be a backup. So all these guys, as you do when you're weighing out which job you're going to choose, would you rather have a shorter commute or longer commute? Is it worth it to have a longer commute to make more money? Is it worth it to have a boss you hate? Uh, if your job is easy or whatever, right? Whatever different sort of logic and and reasoning you put into your work-life balance, professional athletes do a similar thing here, and that's what free agency is about. Now, the little thing that's different for theirs, A, they have an agent working this all out for them, being a middleman for them, and making sure they negotiate the right terms, terms etc. And then also... They might have to move to a whole different part of the country. You might have to move, for example, from Boston to Tampa Bay, as Tom Brady will be. So there could be a lot of moving going on as well, which you and I might not necessarily have when we're looking for a new job. But, you know, we we move around for jobs as well in the normal people world. So people were wondering, was NFL free agency still going to go on? All sports were canceled. There was a little summer football league called the XFL, which we spoke about a little bit a couple episodes ago. That was also canceled. So some people were wondering, I mean, will NFL free agency even happen at all? But, you know, when you think about it, the guys don't really have to go in to the city where they're going to play. They can just call the team. They don't necessarily have to go in person. They can just fax or scan the documents. And that's kind of good to go, right? They they don't physically need to be there to interview for the job. All of their skills have been on tape uh, in terms of what they can do on the, on the football field. And then they can just call their teams and fax the documents. I mean, this is the 21st century here. We have pretty advanced technology to make this happen. So they just decided to go ahead with free agency because I guess everyone realized it really doesn't have to be in person at all. Everybody can just do it from their own couches or whatever, just as long as they have their laptop with them. So NFL free agency is really just beginning as we, as a country, are all starting to go onto our lockdown, social distancing, quarantine situation that we're, that we're in. So these guys, the NFL uh, general managers who, who run these teams, who it's their job of picking the players and, and hiring them and convincing them to want to come and play on their team. These guys must have gotten a little stir crazy, must have been getting a little cabin fever there being stuck in quarantine. Because suddenly we saw this past week one of the most wild and explosive days of NFL trading in history. Now, Football teams, NFL is not usually a league that trades a lot of players. There's a couple trades here and there, but NBA, basketball, you see trades every season. Every team makes several trades every season. Same with baseball. Both of those leagues, hockey as well, you'll see every team make multiple, multiple trades every season to try to get better, try to get collect assets, get build a better roster, get better players, etc., Football, maybe one or two trades a season per team, usually not more than that, and sometimes teams don't even really trade. It's not a big trading sport. Really, there's usually no trading, but suddenly, this week, all these guys, they must have been getting stir-crazy in their homes, 
They must have just needed some action because everybody started trading their teams left and right like has never happened before. So, you know, just boys and girls out there, I'm open family members out there, you're not alone. I know you're feeling a little restless in the house. I can relate, and I think a lot of us are feeling like we want to get out there, do some stuff, start some action, and even these guys in super high roles in their jobs, NFL general managers who are in charge of these super giant billion, multi-billion dollar businesses, corporations, even these guys are feeling a little jumpy. They feel like they got a little rocket in their pocket or something. They got to just pop off and do something because now suddenly guys are getting traded left and right, and... We have not really seen a day or a 48-hour period like this in NFL history. And I feel like it's not such a coincidence that it happened in this time where we were all locked in. We are all on lockdown. Because these guys, I think, were just, were just itching for a little action and just basically decided to trade all their players. And thank you guys, I guess, because it did give us, as football fans and as NFL fans, a little excitement there over the few days as literally every player was coming and going, changing teams. I mean, we saw so many superstar players. Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson, non-superstar players like Marcus Mariota, Phil Rivers. I mean, we saw so many guys left and right. Jarrell Casey's a pro bowler. He's going to Denver. Uh, Melvin Gordon. We were seeing so many guys move around. And it's okay if you don't know who any of those people are who I just mentioned. And... It's been a lot of fun, so we have to thank these guys for, for making some moves here, giving us at least a little sports news to go off of. And kind of the big thing that happened everybody's talking about is Tom Brady. One of the most famous football guys going right now. He's married to Giselle Bunchen, the model. More on that later. And he has been with the New England Patriots for 20 years. His entire career. He thinks he can play till he's about 47. I talked to little Vinny about this when he was on the pod earlier, uh, and we, we were wondering how long Brady might actually be around, be on the Patriots. Um, and you can check out our Instagram, I'm open underscore pod. Lil Vinny actually really had some very wise predictions there. When you look back, that was all the way back in November. And now we actually see what nobody thought would happen. Tom Brady has left New England, left Bill Belichick, who he worked with for his entire career, 20 years they won six Super Bowls together, and now we're seeing Tom Brady go to Tampa Bay, a team we have talked about. The pewter and red of Jameis Winston will now be on Tom Brady's shoulders. Famous Jameis. We love talking about him on the pod. We were talking about his LASIK surgery recently. We've talked about how he also said he's played worse, and we talked about how his coach said if I could win with Jameis, I could probably win with anybody, and I, this is a lot better than anybody. I'll definitely tell you that. He's got Tom Brady now, what a lot of people will call the greatest quarterback ever to play, and this is definitely going to be a fun, high-flying team scoring a lot of points. I mean, I told you guys I'm open family. This is one of the most fun teams to watch already this past season, thanks to Jameis throwing both touchdowns and interceptions like they were free, baby. He was giving them out. And now, I don't, I don't even know what we're going to see with Tom Brady. Probably less interceptions, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Now, aside from the strategy shit, on-field shit, let's talk about why this really happened. 
Because I bet a lot of people are like, wait a sec, why would you leave a place where you keep on winning over and over again? The Patriots, I think I've heard of them. Aren't they kind of like the best team going right now? Aren't they kind of like the Brazil of the, you know, as Brazil is for soccer or the Yankees are for baseball? It seems like the Patriots are kind of in a way becoming that for football, even though I know the Cowboys, sorry Cowboys fans, I know you guys are quote-unquote America's team, but you also haven't won a playoff game in about 30 years. So let's just tone it back a little bit here. So so lately that evil empire has become the Patriots, right? So why would you leave that to go to Tampa, a team that hasn't, they've won the Super Bowl, but they haven't been necessarily a supermodel franchise. And this one, ladies and gentlemen, I'm open family. This one just comes down to ego and pride. And this was more of a breakup than a job employment decision. Okay, so Tom Brady, he's been in New England 20 years. He started as a sixth round draft pick from the University of Michigan. He didn't think he was, I mean, he maybe thought he was going to be great, but most people did not think he was going to be that great. Then that year, his rookie year, Drew Bledsoe, the starting quarterback, gets injured. They got to go with the young kid, Tom Brady, who, by the way, people still make fun of the way he looked because they make you kind of like wear spandex and run around in circles and do jumping jacks and stuff before they draft you. He, he, I think everybody would agree, looks way better now in, at 43 than he did at 23 back then. So there's hope out there for everybody. Who, who at 23 thinks you're hot, you might be a lot hotter in 20 years, okay? So so Tom Brady, he wasn't really supposed to play, but then look, Drew Bledsoe gets injured, boom, Tom Brady has to play. Well, shit, this isn't going to be good. This is a six-round pick. We drafted him out of Michigan. Nobody thought he was going to be that good. Michigan's pretty lame. What are we even going to do? But look, he starts winning a game. He wins a couple more games, wins a couple more games. Suddenly, Brady's feeling good. Brady's playing great. Drew Bledsoe, he comes back. He's actually ready to start. He's healthy. But the team says, you know what? Let's rock with the kid who's rolling. This guy is so hot right now. Bill Belichick, the coach of the Patriots, who's been the coach of the Patriots the entire time, says we're sticking with the kid. We're going with Tom Brady. The Patriots make it all the way to the Super Bowl and win against the St. Louis Rams, a team that was called the greatest show on turf. Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt etc. A great team. And it was a huge upset. So they didn't start off as the evil empire. They started off as the little guy, the Luke Skywalker that turned into Darth Vader, that turned into the evil empire. So I guess it kind of is parallel in that way. They started as a, as a young upstart, as an underdog. And then after years of building that empire, that's truly what they are. So we have that sort of origin story with Tom Brady, with the Patriots. Bill Belichick, his coach at the time, who is still his coach to this day until, obviously, today, actually today, because he left now and he's joining the Bucks. But until last week, he's been his coach for the last 20 years. And Bill Belichick is known to just be a very gruff gentleman that doesn't show emotion. He's scientific about everything. And he wears hoodies every single day. And he is just a calculated and cold-blooded winner. You know, he would knock over his granddaughter if he thought he could help his team score an extra touchdown. Now, I'm not saying that's definitely true, but it might be true. That's just the type of mentality he has. So, Belichick, 
He had never won a Super Bowl without Tom Brady before Brady came to the Patriots, before that magical season. Tom had never won, obviously, a Super Bowl before joining Belichick because he was in college. So these two guys, their legacies are linked to one another. And this is the moment now, this is the moment 20 years into the relationship when they start to realize, when you start to think about legacy and you start to think about what's my legacy in this game, especially for Tom Brady, who's now 43 years old. He thinks he can play until he's 47, but we'll see how long he really can play. And Bill Belichick, who also is getting up there in years, who knows how long he'll be a, be a coach here for the Patriots. Um, and he might just want to go retire to his home in Nantucket. So both of these guys start to look around and look at their legacy of what they've done over the years as in the, in the NFL. And the ego, that's where it starts to come in. Because Bill Belichick, what does he realize? The only thing that I haven't done in the NFL, I've won Super Bowls. I've been coach of the year. We've done incredible things. I've broken records. But I have not won a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Every single Super Bowl I've won, I've had this guy who everyone considers to be the greatest of all time as my quarterback. And Tom Brady, looking across as well from the other side of the table, he's thinking, what have I not done? I've broken records. I've won Super Bowls. I've played with awesome players. People love me in Boston. But what's something I've never done? I've never won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick pulling the strings and calling the plays. So both of these guys, in a weird way, the only thing they had to prove at this point, 20 years in, is that they actually could survive without each other. And I think that, knowing that deep down, even though they might not admit it to the public, that's what tore these guys apart. That's definitely what tore these guys apart. Because if you just look on paper for either of these guys and you say, what's a better chance for me to win the Super Bowl this upcoming season together or apart? The answer is together. Now, the Patriots, they have some deficiencies in talent. They can still try to make those up in free agency. They can still try to make those up through the trades, potentially, and through the draft. And Bill Belichick, time and time and time and time again, has been known for creating mismatches and manipulating matchups and finding diamonds in the rough and finding ways to overcome maybe less talented rosters time and time and time again. And... Maybe Tom Brady didn't want to have to overcome a less talented roster, but I think if you put these guys on truth serum, they, their best chance of winning a Super Bowl probably would have been together. Try to convince the gang to get back together, maybe another free agent or something to come on to the Patriots with, with Brady. Make a move for a receiver like a Stephon Diggs or DeAndre Hopkins, two guys that were on the move this past week. But instead, it seemed like they kind of agreed to part ways. It doesn't seem like they're mad at each other. It just seems like it was a weird standoff where both of these men, Brady and Belichick, kind of felt like they're... E I, I'm not saying they felt like this. I think it is their egos that drove them apart. Because at a certain point, seven Super Bowls is amazing. Six is already pretty fucking awesome. So the... What you've established your legacy forever and ever in Boston. People are always going to love Belichick. People are always going to love Brady. And the only knock you can have, which is really kind of a crazy hypothetical knock anyway, because you can't knock people for winning all the time, but that would be the one that they needed each other, that they relied on each other. So I think deep down their egos and understanding this and knowing this, that this was the only way to, for them to prove themselves individually, I think that's why they both kind of felt like it had to happen. 
and it did. And now we're going to see Tom Brady playing in Tampa Bay, which is going to be really weird. And it's going to be a new era of Patriots football. I don't know if they still will be that evil empire that we've gotten used to them being over the last 20 years. Now, another big move, another big news-making deal here in free agency was a gentleman named Ryan Tannehill. He signed for $120 million to return to the Tennessee Titans. Now, why are we talking about this? You probably don't care about the Tennessee Titans. You probably don't care about Ryan Tannehill. That's okay. Here's what's going on with the situation with Ryan. Now, he's 31 years old. For years, people kept saying next year's his year. Next year's year. Ryan Tannehill's a great athlete. He could have played wide receiver for a moment. They were thinking of moving him to wide receiver at college at Texas A&M. Every single year, people kept saying, this is his year. This is his breakout year. This is his breakout year. Now, this is going to be finally the year. He was on the Miami Dolphins from 2012 until 2018. Every single year, they said this is going to be his year. Every single year, they said this is the time Ryan Tannehill is finally going to pop off. And eventually... We're all just wondering here, especially I'm sure Miami Dolphin fans, is this just the boy who cried wolf? Because how many times is Ryan Tannehill about to explode under the scene? And then he doesn't. Eight whole seasons he goes, and then finally his eighth season. He joins the Tennessee Titans. He didn't even start off as the starter, but Marcus Mariota, he was having a rough start to the season. They bring in Tannehill down the stretch. He was awesome. And 31 years old now, he's about to be 32 this summer, and he was just rewarded for his patience, for his hard work, with a $120 million deal. So, that's why I bring this up, the persistence from Ryan Tannehill. That's something we can all take from. This guy kept saying it was around the corner. Everyone kept saying it was around the corner. It just seemed like it was just out of reach. He kept working. He kept fighting. And look, sometimes you need a little bit of luck. Sometimes you need a little bit of luck, and Marcus Mariota was dealing with an injury in his throwing arm that he was having a tough time getting over. Eventually, Tannehill comes in, replaces him, the team goes on a hot streak, and he walks into a $120 million contract. So, stick to it, everybody. If you're having a tough time right now being quarantined, not being able to hang out with your friends and see them, not being out to maybe go to concerts, go to sporting events, go to big public events like you like going to, it's, I agree, it's tough, but let's keep grinding, let's stay persistent, let's stay patient because our moment is coming, like Ryan Tannehill's $120 million moment finally came, uh, even though he's now, you know, going into his ninth year as a pro, he's finally hitting that big uh, treasure chest or whatever, just finally hit, hitting struck gold, I guess. Um, after working and working and working where there was a chance that he was out of the league or playing football in Canada or something like that. So to all these guys now who are bouncing around different teams, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, Joe Flacco, all these different guys who are getting the boot from their teams, wondering if they're able to live up to their potential, which I guess Joe Flacco would be kind of that he's old so that the potential thing isn't quite there. But the point is, there's new beginnings for everyone. There's second chances for everyone. Keep working. Keep, keep grinding. Your opportunity might be coming in front of you. You might think it's the next one, but it might be actually be the one after that. It actually might be the one after the one after the one after that. So just keep grinding, and you're going to have your $120 million moment too. It might be financial, but it might just be emotional. And you know what? Feeling like $120 million is even better than having it because... You know, that feeling lasts a long time. That money doesn't last forever. So keep grinding out there, I'm Open Family. We know it's hard times, and we got your back.
you are listening to I'm Open. Don't forget to give us a rating, write us a review, and tell a friend to listen to the show. I know everybody has a lot of time to Netflix and chill right now, and there's some news in that regard that, that, that will be exciting for sports fans and for non-sports fans out there. So I'm a Westworld fan. Uh, it's on HBO, and if you don't have HBO, try to find somebody's um, password like I did, and, and I, you know, Godspeed to you. I'm sure you can figure something out. Westworld is really good. Uh, don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's getting a little crazy here, season two, and season three looks like it's going to be wild. And the wildest of all, Beast Mode himself, Marshawn Lynch, will be making an appearance on Westworld. That is true. That is not rumor. That is not gossip. That is not from a secret source that I have. That is public knowledge now. If you haven't heard, I'm here to tell you Marshawn Lynch will be on Westworld. Beast World, as I'm calling it, from now on, because he's taking over Westworld, and it's now Beast World. Beast Mode in Westworld. Or maybe it's Beast West Mode. Beast Mode in West Mode at Beast World. That's what it's going to be. Beast Mode in West Mode. Okay, now I'm going to do it actually like, like I work for HBO. And now, like, this is the actual... Now, just imagine this as the actual trailer. And... The actual sort of promo that they're doing on on t- on your television, whatever device you might be watching, for the next season. Um, this is what it should be. If it already is this, I apologize, but I don't think this is what it is. This is definitely what it should be. So lights come up on dimly lit, and you see a large, large room. Um, open. There's almost nothing in it. In the middle, a giant tub. Old and brass, kind of old, crusty, maybe looks like it would have been the older and wild west times. In the middle of the tub, Marshawn Lynch sitting in a giant tub of Skittles, eating them one by one, just chuckling. And we hear a little western tune in the background, and then it zooms in on his eye, and his eye like glitches out, and his eye is like a robot eye. And then the guy says, Beast mode in Westworld in West mode. Something like that. Um, that's basically what I want. Beast mode in West mode in Westworld. It's going to be sick. It's Marshawn Lynch. He is a legend. He has many of his quotes on t-shirts and hoodies. He has the nickname Beast mode. So obviously, you know, he's sick. He started a moment called the Beastquake in Seattle. If you're not familiar with the gentleman, this is real. You can look up the word Beastquake. It is a real natural disaster that he started. Basically, he ran so fucking crazy and knocked so many dudes over. This was back in Seattle uh, a few years ago. Dove into the end zone. And basically, in this moment that this happened... The stadium erupted so loud, it caused a rumble, it caused a tectonic movement in the Seattle area. They call this the Beast Quake. That is real. You can look that up. Very interesting guy. Loves Skittles so much. 
and he, uh, I think, might even have a sponsorship with Skittles, but there's this tradition that when he scores, all the fans throw Skittles onto the field. I love Skittles. I love this tradition. Obviously, great guy, great stories around him, great stories from him. He's a great person to listen to um, him speak. He's got a lot of wisdom to share and a lot of really great thoughts to share. And this is going to be so fucking awesome. This is the icing on the cake. Beast mode on Westworld. I... I'm so excited for season three. It looks like it's getting a little bit crazy. It looks like the writers might have gotten a little off the chain here with the plot. Uh, but I'm going to hold out my judgment here. And I am glad that they brought in beast mode um, to help take it up the next notch to the next level. It's going to be a lot of fun. So also while you're stuck at home, a series I would definitely recommend relating to sports. But I do think anybody would like it. Um... Especially if you don't like sports, this is a great entryway to sports. It's just great storytelling. Really interesting. The show is called Losers. It's a docu-series. Um, I think eight episodes, and then each episode follows a different loser, a really terrible, devastating loss, and how that loser, quote-unquote, recovered from that, climbed back up from that, and what they learned from that. Um, really nicely done, really artistically done, good interviews, good little cartoon action as well to explain some of the things that they're narrating, and really, really interesting stories, most of them I had never heard before, so I think you'll enjoy that, even if you don't think of yourself as a big sports fan, like you don't know too much about the strategy of the players, that doesn't really matter, and if you are a huge sports fan like myself, I bet there's going to be a lot of stories in here that you haven't heard of before, really cool series, it's called Losers. So that's my little recommendation now while you guys are holding it down at your homes. Something to keep you occupied when you finish this podcast. This is your official I'm Open Podcast dance break. Oh yeah, dance it out everyone, dance it right out. Woo! Before we go, as everybody knows, we have to do something that we do every single time on the I'm Open podcast. That is to recognize our mask off awardee. That is someone who has taken their mask off and revealed something new about themselves. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. It's just about the revealing, the mask off, the surprise of the moment. What did we learn that we didn't know before? Mask off. Thank you, future for giving us mask off and for inspiring us here at I'm Open. Mask on, fuck it, mask on. Mask on, fuck it, mask on. This week, our mask off award goes to ourselves. Now, we're not trying to be selfish, but here's what's going on. We are unveiling I'm Open's First ever March Madness bracket. I know a lot of us are sad. March Madness is not happening this year. But it seems like we've got our own March Madness imposed upon us by this virus. We have our own March Madness. This is the March Madness you weren't waiting for. And it's here right now. This is March Madness and you're living in it. So, 
we're thinking here, and, I, and I'm open, what's everybody doing? Everybody's locked in at home with their families, with their close friends, roommates, their significant others. So everybody's living their own miniature March Madness in your own home with your own families or loved ones or significant others. You are currently living March Madness. This is more trial and tribulation than any team, even Virginia when they lost to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. This is even more difficult. <laughs> We're all going through this together and it's going to test our patience. It's going to test our grit. And this is what had us thinking of a March Madness bracket here for I'm Open that you guys are going to help us with. Now, we're unveiling this because we're going to be doing things a little bit new for the next couple weeks here. Now, we have created a March Madness bracket, ladies and gentlemen, of the power couples in sports. We have 16 seeds. We are going to be seeding the, the two sides of the bracket, each one through eight, okay? One side of the bracket is athlete-on-athlete -athlete relationships. Two athletes, two superstar athletes who are in a committed relationship or married, right? So it doesn't, we're, we're, you don't have to officially be married in our eyes if you love each other, if you're in a relationship, if you're exclusive, uh, that's good enough for us, okay? Love is love around here. So that's going to be one half of the bracket. Then the other half is going to be eight athlete on celebrity relationships, big time athletes who have ended up marrying or being in passionate love relationships with big time celebrities. Now, one of the rules is this has to be a current relationship that's going on right now. Okay. We've had some interesting folks in relationships in the past. For example, Tiger Woods and well, you could say Tiger Woods and a couple people, but I guess you would say Tiger Woods and Lindsey Vaughn, who's one of the best uh, skiers, you know, ever for the United States, an Olympian as well, in her own right. Well, I don't know if Tiger was an Olympian, but she's an Olympian. Tiger's Tiger. That was a big one. But for example, that would not count because they are no longer a couple. They are not dating. Uh, Rihanna. She dated, um, I mean, she's dated several people, but at one point I think she was dating Matt Kemp, a member at the time of the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team. They are no longer dating. That wouldn't count. So that's kind of the way it works. So we're going to break down the biggest power couples on both sides. Each episode here, we're going to have different guests. We're going to be having these guests help us break down not just who's their favorite couple. We're not picking who's our favorite. We're picking which couple... And this is important to listen, listen up now. Open your ears for this one, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about which couple is doing the best right now. Not in terms of, not in terms of like doing the best in fame. Who is, who is just crushing this quarantine together as a couple? Whose love is just building and building like a fucking bonfire in the night? And these guys are powering through this quarantine. Who can handle the quarantine longest? Who could go months and months and months without seeing anybody else other than maybe their kids and their partner, their significant other, without getting tired, without trying to kick them down a flight of stairs or something like that? That's going to be what this bracket is about each time each episode we're going to have a different guest coming on discussing the ins and outs what do we think this couple's doing how do we think they are handling the quarantine so far who do you think is annoying who in what ways who do you think has which strengths which can help them get through the quarantine this is going to be really exciting we will be publishing these brackets you can put in your own bracket who do you think is going to be the couple that is the most supportive. I'm not saying these couples all don't love each other. They love each other so much. But which is going to be the couple that 
really can last the longest. Imagine this is like a, the naked and afraid or something like that, where you just see how long you can survive in the wilderness. Only difference is you're not naked unless you choose to be and you're in your own home. So that's kind of what we're doing here. And it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be super exciting. We have some awesome guests coming up to talk about this hypothetical showdown that we're going to be doing. But we're going to be taking it very seriously. As I said, you guys can, can share and you're going to be able to, to bet here on who you think has the greatest chance of, of powering their way through the bracket. And just a little example of some of the folks we have. I mean, big, big contenders here coming in, right? Big contenders. We have both ladies that were in the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay, and you might be thinking, wait a sec, what sport does J-Lo play? Okay, but J-Lo, she is with A-Rod, very famous baseball player. Do we call them A-Lo? Do we call them J-Rod? We will discuss that soon. Uh, Shakira, we, we know her. We love her. Her hips never, ever lie. She is married to Gerard Piquet, a professional soccer player or footballer from Spain who plays for Barcelona. He's played there for a long time. Some other big-time contenders that we have. Um, we mentioned these guys before. Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen, a Victoria's Secret model, a Super Bowl MVP, a multiple-time NFL MVP. Of course, we've got Gabrielle Union from all of your favorite 90s teen movies and Dwayne Wade, LeBron James' best friend and multiple-time NBA champion. We've got Danica Patrick, a, <laughs> a trailblazing and a blail-flazing woman in sports in NASCAR and Aaron Rodgers. She wants him to propose. He better hurry up and propose. We'll be monitoring that as well as we go through this quarantine. Josie Altidore of Team USA Soccer. I don't know if you realized he is with and looking forward to having a child with because she's currently pregnant. I'm not just saying that sort of amorphously, hypothetically, they really are about to have a child with Sloan Stevens, tennis superstar, right? So there's some couples that you might not know were already couples. There's some that might be super big time power couples like Zach and Julie Ertz. Zach Ertz, member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Julie Ertz is also Team USA soccer. They've got a bunch of commercials together now, I think for Gatorade, about how they love to work out together as a couple. Will their commercial success uh, make them a more popular couple here in the bracket? Or will that lead to struggles? Will that lead to ego problems like we saw with Brady and Belichick? This is going to be super exciting. As you can tell, I'm already sweating and getting a little worked up about this one. Well, there's going to be some big-time upsets. There's going to be some big-time matchups that come down to the last second. I can't wait to hear all of you guys tune in here and let us know what you think about the way the bracket is, is going and who you think is going to come through the bracket. This is really exciting, and it's a weird time for all of us. A lot of normal shit we're used to isn't going on. It's not a normal day. It's hard to come out with a normal routine. We can't really leave our homes that much. We can't really see our friends. And this is just, we're just trying to do our little part. I'm open family, providing just a little bit of normalcy back to your life. So we're bringing back March Madness. You are welcome. I'm open. March Madness will be starting very, very soon. Look out for the first matchups coming soon. Look out for your brackets coming soon. Fill them out. Let us know which couples you think can survive the longest in quarantine. We'll be breaking this down with some awesome guests coming soon. And I'm open family. We are with you. We got your back. Look out for some really special shit here coming while 
We're all on lockdown while we're all dealing with this craziness here with COVID. Everybody, please stay safe. Everybody, please wash your hands. Please stay at home. I have over 50 hours of podcasts you you can listen to that can give you plenty of entertainment. Go back and listen to old ones if you haven't heard them before. And please don't go outside. I love you. I'm open family. Stay strong out there and look out for some really fun and exciting episodes here as we work through the I'm Open March Madness. Thanks again for listening to I'm Open. We hope you had almost as much fun as we did. Don't forget to tell a friend to listen to the show. Give us a rating. Write us a review. And please, please, please wash your hands and be safe, everybody. Be excited about all the awesome content we're going to be putting out for you. Everybody, have a great night. And don't forget to stay open. Thank you.